Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Nicole Rodriguez, founder and CEO of NRPR Group. She is a recognized PR and digital marketing professional with over 22 years of experience under her belt. She's worked with world-renowned brands, including Sony Pictures, the Las Vegas Raiders, and Hulu. Nicole has repeatedly been celebrated as an innovative leader in PR. The LA Business Journal included her company as one of the top 20 PR firms in the city, And it was the only one on the list without investors and partners. Nicole, welcome to Empowering Female Leaders. Do you want to add a few words about yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me first. And thank you for the warm welcome. I'd also like to add that I am the oldest of nine children. And I am of Puerto Rican-American descent. My grandparents, great-great-grandparents migrated to the United States from Puerto Rico before Puerto Rico became um, I would say, an official part of the United States. So being of Latina descent, growing up through my career, also having been the oldest of many, many children, basically made my journey through my career very interesting because I didn't realize it until after I graduated college that I was entering a history at that time in the early 2000s where 90% of the workforce in PR was white, and much of that was also male. So I had two strikes against me at the start, I feel, and it was very, very interesting because it was also the first of my family to go to college. So I didn't have anyone before me to help me navigate anything like this. It actually caught me very much by surprise, and I'm just very proud to say, you know, representing my family, representing my culture, my background, my siblings setting a path has made all the journey worth it. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. I am working a lot with my clients on being authentic, on being bold, on not leaving parts of their true self at the doorstep to the office, because this is what happens in many, many cases. Many women do that. The higher they climb up the hierarchy ladder, You had no choice in a certain way, yeah? So you were already put into a category and you had to live with that. So mm -hmm. a category that was untypical for the job that you were doing. What did you do in the beginning when you realized that you might have to do additional efforts or you might have to do something differently to succeed or to achieve your goals? Nail on the head with the word additional efforts. And I don't think that that, how do I say that? It didn't work against me, to be honest. It actually worked for me that I had looked around and your eyes can see. You look around and you're looking over at cubicles and you're looking at your left and your right and you're like, I'm the only Puerto Rican in the room. <laughs> you know, um, let alone also noticing people of color. There were very few. You had a few 
in the marketing department that were Asian. That was second, right? You had white, then you had some Asians, and then there was the Lone Ranger, and that's how I felt um, very much so. And I just thought, okay, well, I was very fortunate to have gone to a school that was very mixed when it came to races. So I had friends of all backgrounds, which was so awesome. So I think for me, I just thought, well, I'm going to handle this the same way I did in high school, which is just be myself. And I was used to also being one of the only Puerto Ricans in my school. So I thought, well, I was used to being the lone Puerto Rico. Like that's what my, my friends would call me. They'd be like, hey, Puerto Rico, you know, because it was so different. So I just thought I have to embrace this. I'm just going to use it to my advantage and at the same time, knowing that I'm bringing something a little bit different, I think what I'm going to just do is make sure I'm over-prepared for every meeting. I'm going to come to every meeting mentally ready to just answer questions if I need to, take notes if I need to, just be diligent and being over-prepared and making sure that I was doing my homework just made people welcome me to more meetings and gave me more opportunities to take on projects and be trusted. So you were working mainly on your performance to stand out with what you were doing instead of standing out or continuing to stand out with what you are, let's call it like that, or how people saw you. What was the consequence on how you felt about yourself in that moment? You know, there were initial thoughts. I'll tell you, there were some initial thoughts where it felt strange to be strange and to be a little bit different. It did. It, it, I didn't quite know if there were rules of engagement. And so I was going out on a limb. Like I said, my parents don't have college degrees or at that time didn't. And so my mom ended up pushing forward and getting her bachelor's degree in her 40s, which I'm very proud of her for. But it became something where I would go home and I'd feel a little bit sad because it I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. You know, by doing it, it meant socializing, mixing things and, and doing the right things at work. And so there was a lot of trial and error. And sure, there was a bit of sadness um, because I was just hoping I was going to do it right. And all I thought was, For my future children, which I do have a daughter now who will be graduating from NYU with honors. I am so proud of her. And I just thought for my future children, I've just got to pave a way. I've got to show my future daughter what that's going to be like. And really that hard work and effort really paid off. I just taught her the same thing. And now she's just an incredible student and an incredible professional And uh, I'm very, very proud of her. And I know, you know, they say everything happens for a reason. That was meant to happen to me in order for me to be so prepared to be able to pass that down to her and to be able to help her sort of navigate the waters. I have many clients who are of different backgrounds and they all say the same. It's this additional effort piece. You have to bring that in and you need to have that willingness. Did you ever have times where it was like, I'm tired now. It's not right. It's just not fair. Especially being a woman, right? So let alone being Latina, also being a woman, you're just like, I'm saying the exact same thing this guy is saying. I've said the exact same thing. And 
I gave up being upset about it. I did. I would say that there were times where I absolutely did because I know that strategically build a plan and it was right and it was spot on. I had a client in my face. Literally, I wrote a crisis communications plan and he looked at it and he's like, okay, this is good, but I want to double check with another firm and just make sure that, you know, we shouldn't hire another another firm to do this. And I'm thinking, well, you already have hired mine, but I'll go into that meeting with you. Walk into a meeting. The owner of that agency is a white male. I am in a room of all white males and a few white females. The man rattled off my exact plan. And my client in that moment was like, that's it. That's exactly right. That's what we should be doing. I was mortified and completely appalled. And at the end of that meeting, he literally offered the other person more money than my firm to help him and basically said, I would assist. I walked out of that meeting. I held my composure and I basically bowed out. I was like, not all money is good money. You didn't hear me. I wrote this plan and this gentleman literally just read my plan and you're going to go with him and he's going to charge you more money. Good. Let him charge you more money for my exact plan and good luck with that. And I walked away. And that is a really bold decision to make. Right. Because, hmm. you know, at that, at that time too, my firm was only a few years old. And I just thought, you know what? I need to be heard and I need to be trusted. I have the experience to be able to do this. And I do understand that putting in the extra time and effort builds that trust, right? And it builds that sort of um, chemistry between people. But he had just met that other person. He just met that other, you know, firm. So if you're not going to trust then, you know, there, there's no more I can do. I'm not going to assist somebody else with my own plan. Yeah, exactly. You said something important before when you spoke about exactly this experience, that you stopped being upset about it. Because obviously, it's very simple to put yourself into a victim position and to say, yeah, it will always happen to me. It's not fair and I can't do anything about that. and It's just not okay. And you spend a lot, a lot of energy on... <laughs> on blaming the situation in such way as you cannot change it anymore. And you said you stopped being upset about it. Where do you shift your focus instead? That's a great question. What I started looking for, and I, I recommend that anybody, you know, do this. What I started looking for was where my differences or where my authentic self was, how do I say, the best, right? Like I am going to use my knowledge of being a female to the best of my ability. And that is something no man could ever bring to the table, right? I am also going to have a team of the best of the best, no matter what background, race, or sex. And that's what I built. And I said, well, what's going to make us different but better? And how are we going to use all of that to the best of our ability? And now we have an incredibly diverse workforce at my firm where no one feels like they're the only one because there is no only one, you know? 
it's really, really great because I know that I've paved a way for some of the Latinas who work on my team. We have a few. We have people of Jewish background. We have African-American. We have Asian. We have white. We have it all. And everyone just it's almost like it, it's not even a thing. It is so mixed and diverse. And you can still search many PR firms. You're still going to see a lot of what I saw when I first started 22 years ago, which was white male and female with a sprinkle of Asians and maybe a handful of Latinas or black women and men. And the 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 thing of it is, is you just got to use what is your best to the best of your ability, because that's going to make you different. It's going to make you stand out. And that's what's going to help you grow. It's a message that is relevant for everybody, actually. The whole difficulty to stand up for yourself and to say how I am is how I am. And I bring the best out of myself and the best of myself is not the same best as the role model that I might have for a leadership position, if I want to use now the corporate world as an example, you want to step into a new role. People often think that they have to adapt themselves, that they have to fit into this new leadership team where they would be in, for example, or into a new organization with a different culture. And they think, oh, I can't say or do that anymore. I have to dress differently potentially as well. So it's it's a whole package that we, we, we come along with and we decide which package we have. What I see is that when you are not coming with your authentic package, you put a lot of effort in being another package. <laughs> yes. And you know what I like to say? I didn't go to school for acting. I don't know what it's like to be an actress to pull off a role. I grew up being me, and I do truly believe what is for you is for you. Whether that be in work, relationships, and everything, the more authentic you are, the more you are going to attract what is for you and authentically a match for you. You absolutely nailed it when you said it's a lot of effort to be someone or something else. I didn't go to acting school, so I don't want to have to, <laughs> you know, learn how to be a different role. I'm just going to, and for 22 years, have just been me in a professional setting. And so far it's worked. It's been frustrating in, at times, but it's worked. It's something that I always try to bring across <laughs> with my audience. And it is very hard. I'm often asked, how can I create the courage to still be myself, even if I step now into this C-level executive role, for example? I said, well, if you don't, what happens then? And it's exactly what you said. You will you will just be an actress, whereas you're not, you were not trained to be that. And you will never feel good about yourself. You cannot celebrate even your achievements because they feel like as if they weren't even yours. So it's very important to be authentic. When we were preparing this talk and we came to what can we share with the audience, ideally, you are highly successful with your company. You created a company. You have really great <laughs> record of achievements. Now, you also said you cannot do it all alone and you mentioned your team. You also said it's important to have a strong network. And you say, my network is my net worth. So it's That's very, right. very important in your eyes. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Your network 
is basically what people also want to tap into. They want to tap into your, your brain and your knowledge, but oftentimes a Rolodex, a mutual Rolodex where people are doing work, where people can do work with each other, right? So it's not just what you learn in school, but what classmates did you gravitate towards? Who did you make relationships with? And this is something I teach my daughter. She's going to school because she wants to be a film director or producer. And I told her, when I was going to school, I learned this right away. When I was going to San Jose State, I gravitated towards the other classmates that also liked to do work, right? Not the ones who were like, ah, you do the paper and put everybody's name on it, right? I liked to work with the people who also liked to work. And that was just because that helped me in college. And what I realized was those people I kept in contact with from sorority sisters to people in my class became the gateways to future jobs. A good friend of mine, Candace, I'll give her a shout out. We would talk about working for the Raiders while we were in college. Man, we want to work in football. We want to do PR for the Raiders. How cool would that be? Well, being at San Jose State in Silicon Valley, of course, gravitated towards tech to start. And she somehow met someone who needed interns for the Raiders. So she and I kept in contact for over a couple of years. And she finally said, the Raiders are looking for someone. And I know you worked hard in college. I know you know the Raiders inside and out. I can get you an interview. And she did. That was my network. From that jumping point, that became a huge part of my growth, right? So I didn't know that her becoming part of my network became part of my net worth right now. Having the Raiders on my resume, having the Raiders in my family still to this day. The other thing was my sorority sister, my big sis in my sorority, her husband gave me an opportunity to interview at a company called Moby TV. They were the first to put live streaming television on cell phones in the early 2000s. If it wasn't for him being in my network, I likely wouldn't have gotten that interview. So I tell this to my daughter and I'll tell that to anyone. Build a network of people that you gravitate towards, that you work well with, that see you for who you are. They're going to open up doors you didn't even know existed and vice versa right? When you know of people, you want to help your friends. You want to help people succeed. You're going to open doors they didn't even know existed. So being good to people, especially those that just see you for your authentic self, can expand your work in ways that you likely couldn't have even imagined. And I think that people know that somehow, but they don't apply it. What I find interesting is that You started doing that early on, probably without being aware of it. Now you transmit it to your daughter that she is aware of it. But what is interesting and what is the key to success with this network is that you start from a place of your true self and what you truly want, not what you should want. And I think that is the big difference. And this is why something that you said to someone years and years ago, like working for the Raiders, is still relevant today because it was really truly what you wanted by that time and not what you said to just look good or be interesting to others or these kind of yep. things. So I think it's very important to be clear about what do you want to achieve? Who are we? And to share it, that's the second thing, to really share it very actively with the network and to think about who else can I bring into my network 
where it is worth sharing it too, because this person might have some connections. And I think we don't do that enough, especially women are pretty poor on doing that. They work like crazy. They try to overperform. And just said in the beginning, being better, making an extra effort and so on. But then they forget that they need to communicate that because if not, they do it, but nobody sees it. Is this something that you brought together very well? Would you say that? Yeah. You know, it, this takes me back to childhood. And I think so many of us lose that fun innocence as we get older because we realize more and more people are judging as we get older. And we're taught to judge if you really think about it. And I think oftentimes the person that we're judging the most is usually ourself. And that's why it's so hard to bring our authentic self to the table. And so as a child, being the oldest in my family, I didn't really have much of a, how do I say, I didn't learn yet how to buffer certain things that I would say. So I do remember it was the third grade where people were all talking about their future careers and endeavors. And mind you, you know, I came from a background where not many people worked in like big jobs or whatever. And all I knew was I liked French fries and I liked McDonald's. So I was like, it was my turn. And I was like, well, when I get older, I really, really want to work at McDonald's so I can have free French fries. And the whole class just laughed. And I was like, and I was so, I didn't understand it. Right? At that point, I was like, I mean, guys, come on, that's pretty logical. Free French fries. Wouldn't all of you guys want that? You know, and I'm just sitting around looking and I didn't understand why they're laughing. And then finally it hit me. I was like, oh, they're laughing because maybe it's not a hard job or, you know, whatever. And in that moment, I was like, if any of you guys is standing in my line at McDonald's, I'm going to remember to charge you full price for everything you want. And I just remember kind of laughing along with myself like, well, you're all laughing now, but when I'm at that register and I'm able to give away discounts, you're not getting one. And that just always sat with me. And so I, again, not having that filter because I was the oldest, it was like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to say what I'm thinking. And I know that when I go home, my my Nana loves me and she's going to love me no matter what I do. You know, I was very close to my grandmother. And, um, you know, it's that childhood innocence that I think so many of us lose and we start putting our own filters up and forget that it's okay to have your own opinion of what you want to do and how you want to do it. It's totally okay. We're just taught by other people that it's not okay and then we take that on. And I think it's one of the most unfortunate things about being an adult. Yeah, that's true. It's a trap many fall in. I did too, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. A natural thing that happens too quickly and we realize it sometimes early on, sometimes not at all. After years and years, we then realize and you think, why have I wasted all these years of being myself, not being connected to myself? And this is why it was such a struggle to maintain certain positions because I put so much energy just in the wrong place. Yeah. If you had to say in just a couple of sentences, what is the secret to your success? How you, would you describe that? Oh, God. Uh, no one's ever asked me that. I think that that's a really great question. When I pause and think about it, I mentioned my, my grandmother, my mom's mom, who was my shield, my courage, 
my everything. She owned her own daycare. She gave me leadership at like a, I was like three to five years old where I'm helping her with things. And she always would encourage me and say, you could do whatever you want. You, you can grow up to be whoever you want. My mom's sister, my godmother who helped raise me, God bless her, but she was a huge Raider fan. And she would always say, you know, my niece is going to do this. My niece is going to do that. You're going to do this and you're going to be great. My mom, in a lot of senses, was also a big cheerleader for me. You know, I remember I was running for student council in high school. She came to the school with my shirt, with my, a picture of my face on her shirt and a visor that was like Team Nicole. And I'm like partially embarrassed, but partially excited because I'm like, look at how encouraging my mom is here. And I think that that positivity, that encouragement, when you tell someone they can do something, they're going to believe you. As a child, I believed I was unstoppable because I had this group of incredible humans who told me I was unstoppable and it made me believe it. And I think that's why we need to be so careful how we talk to our children, how we speak to children, how we teach them because we tell someone they're stupid or they're not pretty or they're not good enough or they'll never be. They are going to then start telling themselves that and then they become adults. So I have to say I'm very thankful for that, that circle of people who showed me that just believing in myself was that ticket to my success. And I can only encourage everyone who has not had that circle and, like you say, has grown up with the belief that they're not good enough, yeah. that they can create their own circle. And it starts from the inside, mm -hmm. and then you can also look for people on the outside. And even those who think, oh, I don't have any network and nobody's really valuing me. If you take a closer look, I'm sure you have some people who value you. You just were not able to see it because you don't allow it for yourself. And I yes. think this is where we need to start to make that shift towards something that enables us to achieve our goals, our dreams, and to make just a big leap if we want to make a big leap. So where can people learn more about you, Nicole, or about your company? Yeah, yeah. The the quickest way is to go to our website, which is nrprgroup.com uh, or social media. It's really easy at nrprgroup.com across all channels. Also feel free to find me on LinkedIn, Nicole Rodriguez spelled with an S or at Nicole RPR across all social media channels as well. I look forward to connecting with anyone who listens to this and has questions or is interested in building our networks. Thank you very much, Nicole, for this great interview. And I wish you all the best. Do you want to get free access to my ebook Top 10 Achievers Lessons? To get your free ebook, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review to my email address contact at ulrikaseminati.com and I will send you your ebook straight away. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.